Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Alfie Scott. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. This week, the former NFL star known for being the inspiration for the movie The Blind Side filed a petition in a US court, claiming that everything audiences were led to believe about his story was actually a lie. The Blind Side told the story of Michael Owa, an American football player who was adopted by Sean and Leanne Tui, who helped him to overcome his tragic upbringing and achieve sporting greatness. Tony, here's your quarterback, all right? You protect his blind side. When you look at him, you think of me, how you have my back, how you have his. Are you going to protect the family, Michael? Yes, ma'am. Good boy. Only now Oa is saying that he was never legally adopted by the couple at all and was actually tricked into a conservatorship. He also alleges that this arrangement meant that he didn't see his fair cut of the money from the movie. So what's going on with this case? And how did an Oscar-nominated film from the early 2000s end up being so controversial? But first, your news headlines for Monday, August 21st. Spain have won the Women's World Cup for the first time after beating England in a 1-0 victory in Sydney last night. Captain Olga Carmona scored in the 29th minute, delivering Spain a lead which they managed to hold on to in front of an audience of 75,000 at Stadium Australia. The Spanish win came despite ongoing turmoil within the team due to criticism around underinvestment and coach Jorge Vilda's approach to management. This was the second time that Lionesses coach Serena Wiegman led a team to the Women's World Cup final and saw defeat after she led the Netherlands to the 2019 final before being defeated by the USA. However, following last night's final, Wiegman said that she had no regrets and the players gave everything. She also credited Spain with simply playing the best football across the tournament. The game follows on from Saturday night's third place decider, which saw the Matildas lose to Sweden 2-0. About 35,000 people have been ordered to evacuate as wildfires across Canada intensify across the western province of British Columbia. Government officials have urged those being evacuated to take immediate action in order to protect their lives and those of firefighters. And another 30,000 people are currently on evacuation alert. At least four firefighters have died in the line of duty and around 140,000 square kilometres, roughly the size of New York State, has been scorched. Australia will invest more than $1.7 billion to buy high-tech missiles for the Australian Defence Force amid tensions over China's military presence. Defence Industry Minister Pat Conroy will announce the investment for all three services of the Australian Defence Force on Monday. More than 200 Tomahawk cruise missiles, which have a range of up to 1,500 kilometres, will be purchased for the Navy as concerns grow over China's military presence in the Indo-Pacific. Mr Conroy said that the purchase of the weapons will bolster the ADF's capability quickly and the government is also considering options for how missiles could be manufactured locally. 
Advocates are calling for a specialist sexual offence court to be established in the ACT in order to properly prosecute one of Australia's most underreported crimes. Dr. Marisa Patterson, a member of the ACT's Legislative Assembly, will call on ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr to take action on Monday. Dr. Patterson said that the underreporting, underprosecuting, and low conviction rates associated with sexual offences is not sufficient, and the Territory could lead the rest of the country by establishing a specialist trauma informed court. The latest statistics from the ACT show there were more than 500 reports of sexual offences to police between 2021 and 2022, and of the cases that progressed to court, only 7% resulted in conviction. And a key report has shown that Australia's population will age rapidly over the next four decades, with demand for aged care and social assistance workers surging as a result. The intergenerational report will show that Australians are expected to live longer and spend more years in good health with men's life expectancies set to rise to 87 years and women's expected to reach almost 90 years. The number of people aged 65 and over is projected to more than double, leading to a growth in the care economy from about 8% of GDP to about 15% of GDP in 2062. Treasurer Jim Chalmers referred to the growth in the care economy as one of the most prominent shifts in our society over the next 40 years. That's your latest news headlines. In a moment, today's deep dive into the Michael Owa case and how the movie The Blind Side has become such a huge source of controversy. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. The story of Michael Owa and Sean and Leanne Tui first came into the spotlight when the journalist Michael Lewis published a book called The Blind Side back in 2006. Lewis was a childhood friend of Sean Tui's, and the book detailed Owa's story, starting as a teenager from an impoverished background, and his years at a Tennessee high school, where he was discovered and adopted by Tui and his wife Leanne. The book explores how Owa went on to become one of the most coveted prospects in college football. But even from the beginning, the way that Owa's story was being told was controversial. Lewis, who has also written extremely successful books like Moneyball and The Big Short, was criticised for the way he portrayed the Tui's story. A scathing review in the LA Times at the time of the book's release read that the essential message is that poor black children matter and are seen as worth helping, not because of the content of their characters, but because of their physical prowess. Then in 2009 came the movie, starring Quentin Aaron as Michael Owa, Tim McGraw as Sean Tui, and Sandra Bullock as Leanne. In fact, Bullock ended up taking home the Oscar for Best Actress for her role and thanked the Tui family in her speech. To the family that allowed me to play them, the Tui family, I know they're in here and you'll probably hear her in a minute. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. But Owa has long been vocal about not liking the film and he wrote in his memoir that he felt it portrayed him as dumb instead of as a kid who had never had consistent academic instruction and ended up thriving once he got it. 
Now Oa is claiming that the movie is more than just a basic misrepresentation. He's saying that it's based on a lie. The former star athlete filed a 26-page petition this week in a Tennessee court saying that the Tui family tricked him into signing a conservatorship, which is a legal arrangement in which the conservator is legally allowed to make decisions on behalf of another person. Conservatorships have become a controversial topic in recent years, with a lot of attention drawn to these arrangements by Britney Spears, who had hers ended in late 2022. After nearly 14 years, it took a judge in this courthouse today less than 40 minutes to decide that Britney Spears' conservatorship was no longer required. The Tuies have stated this week that while Owa's conservatorship is still in effect now, the couple intend to end it. So what else do we need to know about these claims? And what are both sides saying? Ben Strauss is a sports journalist for The Washington Post who's covering the case. Ben, what does Owa claim happened with the conservatorship and why he signed it? So Michael Orr claims that he was given a document when he was in high school that basically signed away the rights to his life and his name, image and likeness rights as part of this document that made the Tui family his conservator, which is more all-consuming than sort of traditional guardianship or even the rights that, that a traditional parent might have. Is it unusual for somebody like him to be on a conservatorship at all? Yes. Usually conservatorships are for people who are incapacitated or don't have the cognitive ability to make their own decisions in life. So it is unusual to have somebody who is mentally able and mentally qualified to live as an independent person be under conservatorship. What does he claim about the rights to his life story under this conservatorship? So he claims that uh, there was millions of dollars made in the movie and that the Tui family reaped fairly significant financial rewards from the movie and he did not. Right. So what is he actually asking the Tuis to do with this petition? He is asking them to dissolve the conservatorship and a full accounting of money that was made from the blind family. Have the Tuis responded? The Tuis have responded. They have said that they had to do this conservatorship because it was the most expedient way for him to join their family. And the reason that they needed this legal connection was because Michael Orr was going to college and the NCAA, which is the governing organization of college sports in the United States, was investigating Michael Orr and investigating the Tweet family for taking in, you know, this kid and steering him to the college that the Tuies went to and that they gave money to. And so the investigation that the NCAA was undertaking was whether this was illegal recruiting, you know, believe it or not, a very uniquely American thing. And so the Tuies, you know, say that in order to abide by NCAA rules and to make sure that Michael Orr did not get in trouble with the NCAA, this was the most expedient way the easiest way to get around that, to make sure that, that he could go play football in college at Old Miss. Have the Tuies made money off of Oa? Yeah, the Tuies have been pretty clear, as well as Michael Lewis, who wrote the book and, and was part of the movie deal, that there were not millions of dollars that came to anybody for their life rights or for the movie rights to book. Lewis said that there was a $250,000 option fee that he was paid and that he split with the family. And then when the movie got made, he has seen over the years about $350,000, which is an amount that comes after 
taxes and agencies. And you shared the exact same amount with the TUIs. And the TUIs have said that any money that they've gotten, they have split five ways. So Michael Lewis and you know folks connected to the movie have been pretty clear that there was not some millions of dollar windfall to the people you know who were the real life stars of the movie. So is it fair to say that Oa has been treated equally to the Tui's other children in this case, if it is being split equally in the family? I mean, nobody has shown any documents. So, you know, we're sort of listening to two sides that haven't necessarily proven their cases. But if you believe the Tui's, they have split the money equally between Orr and their own two children and, you know, between the husband and wife, too. You know, whether that money you know, a larger share potentially could have gone to Michael Orr or whether splitting in five ways was perfectly fair is a separate question. But they have said that each five family members have shared exactly equally in whatever money they see. What do you make of this story personally as a journalist? Because it seems very messy very quickly and it seems like it's been quite an explosive case that's happened this week. Yeah, I think it's sad if there's just touched a nerve here because the story itself was sort of a cultural phenomenon. For some people, it was a really uplifting story, success of Michael Orr and, you know, family love and what that can mean. And and for others, you know, it was a story of you looked at it through the lens of paternalism and through race and, and also to sort of who gets to own and profit off of somebody's story. So it's always been a touch point and, and a bit of controversial, divisive story, depending on who you talk to. And and the idea, you know, that it was built on a lie or the idea that it could have been built on a lie is fairly explicit. So the truth in the Michael Owa allegations against the Tuis is still unclear and will most likely remain that way for a while. But what is obvious is that this is going to be a contentious case that will continue to see a lot of media coverage in the weeks to come. The Quickie is produced by myself, Elfie Scott, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Jacob Round. 